0: This is the World Industrial News for Friday, January 6th, brought to you by Industrial Info Resources of Sugarland, Texas. This newscast is sponsored by Aviva. Listen to part nine of their podcast, How to Leverage the U.S. Infrastructure Bill to Modernize the U.S. Power Grid.
1: So technology is going to come into every aspect of this because we have known to do these things for a number of years, but we simply lacked the basic tools and the basic platform to do them with. That is not true today. We have that technology. And this will be simply applying that technology to a known problem. It should be a very stable and high probability success project. Excellent, thank you, and I know you know personally, we've had numerous delegations in from countries over the past few months that are all focusing on this topic and grid modernization and and Pat, you touch on it, right? I mean, even like the European energy shift and the potential that's there um so thank you for that and I think you know before we close out, it would be really great to hear from both of you and just um get some of your final thoughts um Mona, why don't you kick us off? you know what are you hearing from some of the drivers in this space? I know you're you are you're knee deep into this, this area. Um, any final thoughts from you? Absolutely. I think I just will reiterate what Pat said about the role of technology. I think everybody hopes and wishes to build transformational infrastructure for our country and generations to come. And we cannot do this if we do not truly build back better with technology. Um, all of us in the advocacy space have fought very hard to get software services, digitization, digitalization, monitoring, and control language into the Infrastructure Investment Jobs Act. We wanted to make sure that those technologies would be eligible for programs like the Smart Grid Investment Grant Program, um, Transmission Facilitation Program, um, and and a host of others. And so, you know, when working with the Gridwise Alliance um, and other trade associations, some of the crux of our work is to really convey back to the federal government hey, you said said this stuff is eligible, now we want to just make sure as you're standing up these new programs um, that you're hewing to the legislative language and that we are really going to be able to have um, companies be able to deploy this cutting-edge technology so that we really can build back better and modernize our grid. Um, Another concern is that states um, are really struggling with staff. Just post-COVID, inflation, supply chain, everything that's just kind of converging right now, um, states are understaffed and they need staff in order to get these dollars out the door. And so that is why I encourage the stakeholder outreach to them, because the more that they're hearing from the folks that are actually steeped in these issues and are helping others uh, troubleshoot them, um, the the better this money will be spent and the more likely it is to be spent on, on technology. And so I think to the extent uh, if there are companies out there that have government relations teams in the states to really push for digitalization in those state legislatures and make sure that that is a theme that is running through your commentary um, with with these states. Uh, And and with that, you know, I, I think I'll just finally conclude with saying that, you know, let's just recognize that this is an unprecedented moment and we really do have a chance to take advantage of all of the great work that has been done by so many over the past decades. And so I'm hopeful um, that we will, in a couple of years, start seeing some really interesting uh, projects that are going to push us forward into the next energy landscape.
0: To hear the full podcast, search for IIR's Industry Today podcast on your favorite podcast provider. Well, be sure to save the date for Industrial Info's 2023 North American Industrial Market Outlook. This year's complimentary event is set for January 18th at the Marriott Hotel in the Sugarland Town Square. You'll hear from IIR's industry experts on where they see opportunities for 2023. Following the presentations, be sure to join us for a networking event, enjoy the sponsor booths, and learn what's new with IIR's Global Market Intelligence Platform, Tools, and Database. For more information and to RSVP, go to industrialinfo.com. From South Texas, small-sized shale player Magnolia Oil and Gas Corporation trimmed its production estimate for the fourth quarter by 5 percent, begging the question if the sector is indeed slowing down, as many analysts expect. Magnolia holds around 460,000 net acres in parts of the Eagle Ford Shale Basin and the affiliated Giddings Field, which the company considers to be a re-emerging oil play with significant side As global demand for crude oil continues to slump and with oil prices likely to follow suit, leading oil producers are bracing for a tougher market in the year ahead. While U.S. crude oil production is expected to average a record 12.34 million barrels per day this year, many believe emergent economic trends could leave balance sheets in the red. Industrial Info is tracking nearly $4 billion worth of active oil production projects across the U.S that are set to kick off from now through the end of March. U.S.-based energy infrastructure contractor Primoris Services Corporation announced on Tuesday it has secured contracts worth an estimated $290 million to provide engineering procurement and construction services for utility-scale solar facilities in the U.S. Midwest. Primoris did not mention specific projects, but Industrial Info is tracking 15 active projects worth $3.25 billion involving the company, including $1.8 billion in solar projects. Mexico saw its oil output reach 1.86 million barrels per day in November, the highest level recorded for the year to date. Oil fields operated by Pemex, the national oil company, represented 94 percent of the output while the remaining flows came from private companies. And ExxonMobil Corporation has decided to sue the European Union in a challenge to the windfall tax on the surplus profits of oil and gas companies. The company's German and Dutch subsidiaries have filed a joint action at the General Court of the European Union against the European Commission's proposed windfall tax. For details on these and other breaking news, read the full stories at www.industrialinfo.com. I'm Peggy Tuck. Reporting for Industrial Info News.